All right, folks. Ain't nobody on. We are about to start soon. See for make sure ain't nothing in my teeth. Hey, CD form. Hey, people. Hey, people. There's nothing else to do but sing. Hey, folks. We are about to get hey. started. We did it. Yes. Can you hear me? I can. Good. I'm just trying to make sure. We're slowly getting started. Uh-oh, you froze. But it's a cute froze face. There you are. There you are. Oh, we can't hear you. It's all good. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You froze again. You may have to like log off and come back on. There you Yay. are. Okay. Somebody just texted me and said that your account is private so people can't join. No, it's under CD form account. And they can also join if they look at you. It's not under my personal account. Bloop. Bloop. <laughs> know that. Oh, wait, right, you can't join because it's not under my personal account. <laughs> that is what's going on. So, All right. so they she just texted me and said, never mind, she had the wrong page, so we good. See? Exactly. You know what you're doing. <laughs> right. Um, let me do my business first yes. before I do all of the other stuff because I got to do my business first. Hi, I'm Dane Terrell. I am the curator with Central District Forum for Arts and Ideas. Welcome to Physical Distancing Intimate Conversations. I am so excited to have Omi Tosin King with us in this conversation. Um, if you are just joining us and you don't know what this is about, um, a, about a month, month and a half ago, um, through multiple conversations with us at the organization, we decided to just like start talking to people and put it on Instagram Live. It was really just this thing of wanting to understand how this, when I start with this, coronavirus um, has been affecting Black folks in particular, especially Black folks that are artists, that are in the work of food, in the work of healing, in the work of everything, because we touch on everything. So the goal of this conversation is, one, to get to know people a little bit better in what they do in the world, two, um, to pay them because if you look on our Instagram and our Facebook, Omi has a PayPal account. We will get to that later. No, Give her. don't you go ahead. I mean, you can use PayPal, but Venmo and Cash App is all Omi Tosin. Okay, or we can do that. Omi Tosin, uh, it's just Omi Tosin. Yep, Cash cool. App has a dollar sign in front of it, so it's dollar sign Omi Tosin, and then Venmo is just Omi Tosin. If you look at it, I'm the only one. All right, y'all heard that. So make sure that y'all do that. <laughs> Say that again. I said it pays to have an African name. I'm the only one. If you search my name, I'm the only one that comes up. Love it. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to put this in because you know I'm not tech. 
Savvy. Uh, you're not by yourself. You know. I don't see. Folks, okay, there's the chat thing. There it is. You know how you see somebody do something and then you try to do it? Oh, I gave up doing that. Right. I'm going to have to like, come from Randy Ford. Um, so, folks, again, welcome. I'm Danny Terrell. We are here talking to Omitosin King. Omitosin, the spiritual curator, brings many gifts, spiritual tools, and workshops to her to help her clients with their personal transformation. Using intuitive Ifa readings, Reiki, chakra, balancing, ritual, coaching, as well as crystals and other tools to assist clients in getting an understanding of their own energy and healing. Omitosin is a graduate of the Interversions Institute of Spiritual Development, IVISD, where she studied spiritual life development and is also an, I cannot say that word, initiated. Initiated. Uh-huh. I don't know why I can't say that word today. See, initiated to your... <laughs> right. See, exactly. Yes. Initiated priest, senior priest in the West African indigenous tradition of Ifa, meaning the wisdom of nature. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm always excited to talk to you. Yeah. You know, I try to get my little Saturdays in where I see you from a distance. Right. Um, it's all love. Right, definitely. Yeah, it's all love. Um, I'm excited to talk to you because we don't have a lot of conversations with people that are involved with spiritual work, with healing work, um, especially Black folks. Um, a lot of times in society, there used to be a thought that this was like a woo-woo thing, um, especially with white folks trying to get in touch with something. But Black folks have been practicing this way before Christianity. Um, healing work with crystals, with earth, with nature, with ancestors. What brought you into doing this work? Oh, <laughs> I think <laughs> it, I was really, this sounds cliche, but I, I was born to do this because mm -hmm. I was always, the, I was the kid that liked to like play in the mud and run around and be in the trees. And, you know, I was a, not really a tomboy, but I just like to be in nature. So, um, right. I learned later on, and it's such a long story, um, <laughs> but uh, that was your story, so tell it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my grandmother was a root woman. Mm. My great-grandmother, my grandfather's mother. That makes her my great-grandmother, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, she made all kinds of herbal remedies and would like sell them to people, and she knew all about herbs and all of that. And then um, my grandmother... She was just a natural naturalist. Like she would go, she you tell her she had a headache, you had a headache, and she would be like, "Go out there and pick this, 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 and this, and bring it back to me." Right. <laughs> and then she would, um, you know, make some kind of tea and be like, "Drink this, baby, and take a nap. You'll be all right." And then you wake up and you're like, "Okay." Grandma was right. Right. So, um, and then I started tracing my own roots because you know. Um, being, <laughs> I grew up in Canton, Ohio, small town, mm. Ohio, and there weren't a lot of, uh, there was a lot of black folks, but they weren't really, like, most of them were from the South, their families were from the South, whatever. Right. Um, but I say all that to say, I'm just going full circle, I'm just going on a tangent, but I, um, 
have always been the odd child that we like feel things and know things. And my mother kind of picked up on it. And when I was little, she would say, and I say this all the time. Um, she'd say, yeah, don't, don't pay any attention to Shannon. Cause that's my birth name was Shannon. She would say, don't pay attention to Shannon. She just, she got imaginary friends. But she, my mom knew that I wasn't, that I was seeing, what I was seeing was real because I was getting yeah. messages as, at a young age. So growing up, you know, so then I, um, fast forward, I go to college in Durham, North Carolina, and I went to live with this, my great auntie, it's like my grandfather's auntie, who had this old house in downtown Durham, North Carolina. She had like a guest house in the back. So I lived in the guest house and she lived in the main house. And then um, something happened and I ended up having to go and stay in the house with her. Right. And this, my, my aunt Charity, her name was Lou Charity Catlett. She had a full beard, like, uh -huh. like all the way. <laughs> and she was like, you know, she was a big, she wasn't a big woman, but she was like real, like kind of stock, stock heavy or what do you call that? Right. Stocky, I guess. Anyway, um, <laughs> she had a room that I couldn't go in. And I was like, okay, I wonder why I can't go in this room, right? And uh -huh. so I was obedient, you know, I was like, I'm not going to be sneaky. I'm not going to wait until she, but one day she left the door open and left the house. <laughs> so I went scary and stood in the doorway and she had all of these pots and statues and it was money on the ground and it was a, a you know, she wow. had some stuff, stuff hanging, dried things hanging and stuff. And I was fascinated. I was like, and scared at the same time because when I was a little kid. I um I snuck and watched. You know how when you were little, we had HBO when I because I'm old, right? So we right. had HBO when I was little, and it was like it, we had like the slider cable thing. So I would sneak in the middle of the night and watch stuff when my parents were asleep. And I watched the movie. You ever heard the movie The Serpent in the Rainbow? Mm-hmm. I was like nine. Yeah. <laughs> and watched that movie and was scared to death, right? So I had this fear of like voodoo and zombies and all this stuff because that's right. how they that's how they got us, you know. They they made us scared of our own culture because they demonized it. Exactly. So, um, somebody's coming to talk to me. So, um, what was I saying? I snuck and watched the movie, so I was afraid. So then, um, when I saw this stuff from my auntie's house, I was like, "Oh snap! She's in the room. oh wow! She's like I was freaked out." One day I came home and she had this big ass pot sitting on the stove and it was boiling and it was just like, what's in this pot, right? It was chicken feet. Like, so she used to make charms and stuff with chicken feet and sell them to people. So anyway, I got fascinated. So then I started learning about my own culture and I found out that part of like two thirds of my lineage is Nigerian. So I wanted to learn more about that culture. And long story short, I keep saying that, but the story keeps getting longer. <laughs> I met this woman who does readings and she um, she was like, you have something special with you. You have this energy with you. Mm -hmm. She was like, you should like learn more about your culture because she had been doing readings for tarot readings for me. And, and I said, well, I've been learning about, you know, um, Santeria. And I went to this woman and I got a reading and she was a white woman. So I was like, no, nah, that's not my culture. But I realized that she wasn't white. She was Cuban. Ah. Right? because we make assumptions. Uh -huh. um, and so I had judged her, but she was right on because the things that she told me was the same things that I was told in Africa when I got initiated. So I got initiated wow. as a priest of Ifa, or a priest of um, Orisha priest um, in 2009. And okay. I've been doing this kind of spiritual work ever since. 
And then, oh. I'm sorry, I missed one big chunk. And then I went to um, three years to Intervisions Institute, um, which, is a, which is a school that was founded by Yanla Van Zandt. And, you know, it was just an honor to just get to meet her and love her. And this is before she was, this was before she was Yanla right now. This was, right. you know, a while ago. And she just, you know, she changed my life. She really changed my life. And so she was my first mentor, godmother, teacher. And I, so I graduated from her school and then come to find out she was also an Ufa priest. So the things that we were learning at Intervision were in alignment with the things that I would be doing as a priest, but I didn't know. So wow. How here we you, are. <laughs> yeah, how, here we are. Um, how do you, during this time, well, how has this time affected you? Because as a healer, as someone who thinks deeply and feels deeply and is affected deeply, um, I saw a post a while ago and you just were in tears and you were talking about the virus and, and, and the, the lack of touch and the lack of being around people. And we tend to forget that, that our energy workers, our healers, um, they are affected in a completely different way. <laughs> Yeah. than the rest of us. And and how has this affected you? And what are you doing in the process to to power yourself up? Ooh, it has been a bad toll. This has been <laughs> rough. <laughs> and you know, you know, you I'm one of those people like, oh cool, you know, I can meditate. I can get myself in balance. I know how to do all that, right? Clear my energy and stuff. Um, but this energy of at first, it was, you know, the energy of um, fear. Mm -hmm. Because it was like a boogeyman. It's like, if you go outside, the boogeyman is going to get you and you're going to die. That's how they were making it sound. Like, kids were freaking out, right? Because right. I was like, I can't go outside because I'm going to catch the thing. and I'm going to get sick and all that. So, um, that's kind of what it started. And then people started dying. Like, people mm -hmm. I know started dying. Because it's one thing, you know, you hear about statistics of death and all that. And to me, death is like a regeneration anyway. Um, I believe we're reincarnated right. in our bloodline, but like we're ancestors return. But in this case, it's, it, this has felt like a cleansing to me. Like people are dying off because it's also like spiritual warfare right. in this situation. You know what I'm saying? Because at the same time, and I don't mean to go all woo-woo on everybody, but this is a real thing. We had some big cosmic shifts in the universe. Like, um, there was like full moon, there was a super moon, and then we had, you know, um, what did we go into? There was just a bunch of different cosmic things all happening on the same day, right? right. And so the energy, like all my spiritual friends, we are like, girl, you okay? You know, we're like checking on each other because we all feel, especially like empathic people. Um, and I get it. Most of my clients are empaths. Oh, most of my coaching clients are empaths that don't know their spiritual gifts or don't even know that they have them. So they, you know, spirit, there's no accidents. They send them to me because I've been that, you know, I'm really, really sensitive. And so, um, so people I knew started dying and it just hurt me. I was just hurt. And mm -hmm. then, um, my good girlfriend called me in tears. She, well, no, she texted me and was like, call me as soon as you can. And I, it didn't seem urgent. And then she called me and left a message. It was like, I need you to call me 
right now. And so wow. I called her and I was like, what happened? And so she got diagnosed and sounded horrible. I mean, I could hear it in her voice. I could hear that, you know, she was scared. She was crying. She was freaking out. I was right. like one of the first people that she called. And I said, okay. And this is when my, like, you can feel bad for yourself. I was all woo-woo about the people that I knew that were passing away and stuff. Exactly. But she called me in need. And I, so I just kicked into like, okay, I can't be falling apart with her on the phone. I got mm. I to talk her through this because this is not a death sentence, right? Right. So I was like, this is not a death sentence. We going we gonna to work through this. And I know some healing remedies. Thank you, Grandma Morgan for teaching me how to heal some stuff with some herbs. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because um, I said, you need to get some eucalyptus. You need to get, and I started naming all these herbs and I sent them to her. And um, I said, you need to be steaming. You need to like, you got to keep your lungs moist. And I was telling her all the things to do. And then something, her, something kicked in and said, make her smile. You need to be making her laugh. So then mm -hmm. I just started being my silly, crazy self. <laughs> and on the phone, and we started laughing about something we had done together a while ago or whatever and by the end of the conversation she was like okay this is what I'm gonna do and she had a plan right mm -hmm. and now by the grace of all things holy she's still with us she is COVID free and she's good which, which why, that was the moment that made me like come out of that fear that heaviness right. that, I was like okay no okay people can you can beat this so i don't have to be in fear that i'm gonna die <laughs> or my right. children are gonna die you know so we often forget at times that laughter is also spiritual work right and that even and it's so funny it's it's so funny that you you said that i was i was on a on a zoom call with like two of my really 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 close friends and like two of us me and the, one of the other ones like we're going through it right now like we're going through a lot and then we we were just it was randy is one of the people in j mace the third they don't mind me sharing this i know but randy was like we just need to like do something happy and then it just it brought me to tears number one because we forget that even in the midst of going through it it doesn't mean that you erase something but you need some sense of joy. Joy is hope. So I, yeah. I just wanted to like touch on the fact that you said that, that we all often forget that joy is also part, laughter is also part, silliness and goofiness is also a part of our healing and our journey. And it's not just about fixing a problem with this other solution. Maybe the solution is just, I need to laugh. Yeah, or dance. You know what? Yeah. What got me to, to, to experience joy, man, and now I'm addicted, is D-Nice. <laughs> yes. Man, I am club quarantine. And his, cause he, the music he plays, it's poppy music sometimes, but it's happy music. And it's, right. it's, so I started dancing around my kitchen, and Christy called me and was like, oh, you got to listen to this music. Let's do a Zoom. And we had like right. seven people on a Zoom. We were all dancing. And at that point, I was like, okay, I need to be happy, and I need to just be Good, but this has been rough. This has been really yeah. rough. It has been it's been hard to be empathic and feel all of this energy and feel people's emotions and how scared they are and you know. Right. Um, and I live. What in are you a, doing for yourself? What'd you say? What else are you doing for yourself outside of the dancing and the movement? What What are you doing for yourself? That's a good question. Um, I had a good girlfriend of mine who does Reiki and stuff. Literally two days ago, we were on a walk, and she said who's doing work on you? 
Mm. And I mm-hmm. hadn't even thought about it. And I was like, well, no one. And she was like, you need, with all of this, yeah, you know how to heal yourself for the most part, but you need a little extra boost every week or something. And she said, I would love to, you know, like work with you and do some Reiki, you know, and help you, even if it's distance Reiki. And I was right. like, okay. Because you got to ask permission. Because people are out here doing Reiki on people long distance and they don't know. Ask permission. You got to ask. That's the number one spiritual healer rule. Ask permission. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. I, you touched on something. A lot, a lot of bath. I'm learning. With salt. You got to have salts in the bath. Like Epsom salt, sea salt, some kind of salt to ground that energy. Right. Because you got to stay grounded. I love that. Um, so I, we come across a lot of people that call themselves healers and workers and all of these things. And, and it's not even, it's not about being shady, but your thoughts on that, because I know there are things that I feel, but I refuse to call myself something. One, I haven't done the work. And I just think like bragging about something that you are not ready to put out in the world because no. you feel this, like, what are your thoughts on that? And how should people move into that work if this is what they are actually called to do and destined to do? The first thing that comes to my mind when you say that is um, trust your own voices, right? Because you don't need a certification, an initiation, uh, <laughs> You, you know, a ritual or anything to do what spirit is telling you to do, mm. right? Now, mm-hmm. granted, you may need some sort of medium or tool to divine with spiritual energy to know if you're doing the right thing or not, right. or if that's the right thing for you or that other person. But if spirit tells you, I need you to go outside and pick some of these leaves and pull some of this stuff out the ground and put it in a pot and make a tea and drink it or bathe in it or whatever it is that you're doing with nature. Um, listen, mm. if you walk into a room and some don't feel quite right, don't go in that room. You know what I'm saying? Like people have to start by listening. Now, granted, you need a mentor. You need somebody that has been doing this for a while or that's more, not doing this as a specific thing, but just doing the spiritual work and um, are able to balance their own energy. You know what I'm saying? Because um, one thing, if you're going to a healer for spiritual work, you they have to feel grounded to you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And you got to trust your gut because it's a lot of snake oil salesmen. <laughs> Right. I'm sorry to say that. And there's also people that are risky. You know, they, they want to... One of the... When I became a priest, one of the main things they, that I had to make an oath to do was never harm anyone on purpose. Mm. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. putting hexes on people. I'm not, you right. know, sending them negative spiritual energy. I, I can't do that because what happens is that karma will get me like three times as bad and I'm not trying to... I don't care about you that much. <laughs> right. For so, real. Um, but people got to start trusting their gut. And then once you start feeling, because most of the clients that I get are people that are like, so, I don't know why I'm seeing things. I'm hearing things. I can't sleep. They talking to me. They showing up in my spirits and showing up and I'm seeing this and I'm doing that. Like, I'm having these dreams. 
um, and just don't know what to do with all that energy or information. So my right. job is to help people that are having these experiences learn how to balance themselves so that they don't hurt themselves or hurt anybody else. Right. And right. Then, of course, grow and elevate, you know, in your spiritual energy. If you're empathic, you know, you can feel the emotions and sometimes hear the thoughts of other people. Right. And it becomes right. a lot. Like I don't do crowds very well. Mm. And I'm only trying to be at the party unless I'm working because there's a right. distance when I'm working, like I'm doing food and I'm doing bar or whatever. Right. Like distance. But when I'm at, I can't do crowds because I can feel everybody's energy. And if people, excuse my friends, if people shit ain't right, I gotta go. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Because I take it home. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I pick up energy, right? And sometimes I tell this to my clients all the time. If you go, like, let's say you're going to the grocery store, and I always use the example, um, and you were fine, you were happy, you was having a good day, the sun was shining, and you go in the grocery store, and you walking down the aisle, and all of a sudden you start feeling, and then by the time you leave, you're angry, and then yeah. nothing happened. <laughs> Check yourself, because it's probably you picked up somebody's energy. So then you got to do the things, you know, run some crystals over your smudge, take mm -hmm. a salt bath. Um, those are the things that I do. You ask me that. Eat leafy green foods, things that ground you, things that keep you stable. Um, and go to the bathroom. It sounds real crazy, but it releases energy. Right. <laughs> right. Go to the bathroom. Release all of that. Yeah. Make I water a ritual. When you're taking a shower, you imagine the water healing you and imagine it washing away anything negative, any energy that's um, I'm actually going to do a, um, an exercise tomorrow about spiritual protection on my Sunday service. And we're going to... Well, which is, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because not last week, but the week before, you were talking about water doing your Sunday service. And I remember that very specifically about the cleansing power of water and surrounding yourself by water. Um, and let's talk about Sunday service. So I do want to touch on that because you do Sunday service every Sunday from 11 to 1, I believe? Every other Sunday. Yep. Every other Sunday. Ha, that's why I wasn't there last Sunday. The hey. Third. Yep. Okay, this Sunday. I'm so glad I, I'm good on the schedule. Um, <laughs> you Sunday service started at Wanawari as, as a as a place. It was yep. in a that place, but I know it started much more than that. Yeah. Um, what is it like? What is Sunday service if people don't know? Let's talk about that first. Okay. And um, we gonna run a little bit over time. I'm sorry, but are we? I'm good. I mean, if you good, I'm good. I, <laughs> I'm at home. I know. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm fine because I know I'm long winded. I, I talk a lot. Um, I'm just excited because I feel like when I tell my story that people like me, the eyeballs of the world, a spiritual birdies, can get it and be like, oh, I mean, the biggest thing Yala Van Zandt ever said to me was, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm. And it's just like, okay. Right. <laughs> if Mama say it, then it must be good. But, um, Sunday service started because I was missing church, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a Christian like that. I don't, you know, I was raised in the church. My grandmother was an evangelist. Um, and my other grandmother was just very active in her church. So I um, uh, was missing church. And then I was like, I kept going to different places trying to find church because I lived in the south for a long time I lived in Houston Texas for what eight nine years mm -hmm. and so I got used to church culture 
fellowship right. of it and everything. Um, and I like to teach. That's kind of my thing. Like, and I'm not a theological a theologian and I don't get all deep with it. I want people to get things on a basic level and then they can do their own exploration to go deeper if they need to, right? But you exactly. got to know some basic spiritual principles or you're going to jack yourself up <laughs> or continue to feel like you're crazy, right? Right. So, um, so Wanawari, uh, Elisheba, and Inye, um, I don't even know how we ended up having the conversation. I told her, and I, oh, Elisheba and I sat down and had lunch. And I was like, I want to do this thing. And I said, I kind of miss church, but I want to like be able to make it like a workshop or teach some people some things they didn't know or um, some tools they didn't know. Because I feel like there's all these people of color in wow. Seattle who either have a church background and don't aren't really fooling with the church too much or are new age hippie children like myself or native or just don't fit into the the non-denominational. I went to, what was it? It was a unity church. It was the closest thing I could find because they had an altar and they had crystals and they right. had all the hippie stuff, right? But they just didn't have an African. They didn't have the spiritual the, right. that I needed. So anyway, I just decided instead of trying to look for it, I was like, well, why? Because Damon, my lovely son, Damon Bomar, said, you need a church. <laughs> he said this like three years ago. He was like, you need a church. And I was like, I'm not no pastor. What, 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 what do I know? Who right. do I teach? Like, I don't need no church. That's Anyway, so here we are. And so um, we have an altar that we set up it's like an ancestor altar i start with so i have like a basic four things that i do every time but then i just let spirit move so yeah. what i thought it was gonna look like it never turns out that way <laughs> um and it was kind of an open dialogue and i would just you know like the first one i was just talking about how you know how you connect with your own spirit and we mm -hmm. just we did a meditation now my meditations are a little different I learned how to do this at Intervisions with Yama. Um, we'd have Sunday service where you just been sitting in silent meditation and they would play all this different kind of spiritual music. Everything from like Indian flutes to Negro spirituals to gospel to poppy spiritual music like Indiari, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And um, I was just like, I'm going to do that. And I just started doing it because that was what I wanted. And then, like, the first time, 30 people showed up. I was floored because <laughs> I thought, right. like, 10, 5. Right. I don't know why I was thinking so small. But I was like, oh, it would be like 10 people. And the second time, 50 people showed up. Wow. Wow. And it was all different people. So I was so overwhelmed. I had a moment in the kitchen. I just lost it. <laughs> you can tell I could cry a lot. I just yeah. started crying and I was just like, I feel so blessed that spirit is allowing me the opportunity to be a leader. Mm -hmm. You know, Chrissy's always like, I wish you would hurry up and do what you're supposed to do and stop playing and stop being scared and stop, you know. Right. <laughs> so she was like, it's time for you to start doing your thing. So just start doing it. And here we are. <laughs> You're doing it. You're doing it. Um, a big part of your thing and a big, I know, um, is your son Jalen? I know. What is it like um, being gifted to parent that human? <laughs> <laughs> it is an interesting place to be. That is my dog. Let me tell you, that kid 
and he's not a kid. He's a grown ass man. Let me be clear. But you know, I get teased constantly. My family's like, "You just that's your baby. Don't mess with my baby." And I'm like, I don't really feel that way, but I act that way. I'm real territorial when it comes to mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I'm a good sharer, but I'm not. That's my that. He came for me anyway. I say all <laughs> to say he is such a wonderful just human yeah you know what i'm saying and you know he he he's really like um he's getting to this point where he's kind of like wanting to be by himself a lot and he's isolating and he's doing his artist thing and he's got great music have you ever heard you heard daniel sing yes baby <laughs> duh <laughs> I'm sitting in the car at the kitchen, by the way, because I left her yeah. and I was like, I'm going to just do this in the car because I was going to get sexy for y'all. I had the background and then, yeah, so this is where I'm supposed to be. Anyway, um, Jalen was a perfect, I won't say perfect, that's a judgment. Jalen was really a great baby. Mm -hmm. He didn't give me any problems. He slept through the night. He um, nursed until he was done. And he was probably like one and a half, maybe two. And then that wasn't enough. He needed some food. You know, because he's right. huge. <laughs> he's huge. And he didn't always, he wasn't always huge. He was like a big, long baby. Right. Um, but he's just been a, a really a joy to parent. You know, awesome. he was so easy. He didn't get in trouble, really. You know, he did silly love. Like, he flipped his teacher off. <laughs> Um, Been there, done that. And I'm everything not. that Jalen did to get in trouble, this is this speaks to Jalen's character. Everything Jalen ever did to get in trouble, like at school and stuff, it was because right. somebody said something about his mama. Mm. Um, he had a necklace that had my mom's ashes in it. It was like a little cross with um, her ashes, and he was flipping it around his finger. And of course, it annoyed the hell out of the teacher. And the teacher tried to take it, and he was like, "This is my grandmother's ashes, and no, you're not gonna take it from me." And he was right. like, well, if you don't give it to me, you got to go to the office. And he was like, I guess we're going to the office then. <laughs> so wow. right. they called me, you know, um, he knocked the wind out of somebody for talking about his mama. So it was all like family related. Protection. Very protective. He's very Protection. protective of me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can tell that in y'all interaction. Like, it's so beautiful to watch, like, just you two together and seeing, like, just the love that a parent and a child has for each other. And it's not this like back and forth. It's not a power struggle. Yeah, that's uh, my dog, man. I mean, every now and then I have to flex and be like, I'm your mama. Hello. Right. <laughs> Hello. You know, right. every now and then, not very often. Because, you know, he, um, my challenge with Jalen is, um, he is, he can isolate himself. And, you know, a mom's like, you could check on your mother. And my mother was like, um, you could check on your mother sometimes. Right. We live in the same building, Negro. Like you come knock on the door or something, let me know you're alive. <laughs> you out here in these streets. Right. <laughs> um, that's my only challenge with him. And he um he's he's become more guarded as an adult, you know, because that's mm -hmm. what y'all do. You know, there's a point where he used to tell me everything. I mean right. everything. <laughs> um and he doesn't do that so much anymore. So that makes me like, oh, I lost my baby, but gotta happen. 
He's a grown ass man. Exactly. He'll come back around. Um, taking it back, I just wanted to throw Jalen in there because I just love watching y'all's relationship and I love like just that that is medicine for a lot of people. If you ever seen uh Omi and Jalen, it's medicine for me because you can tell the amount of love that's there that you all have for each other. It's really beautiful to watch. Like on the outside, it's so beautiful. Um why why should people and where can people turn into Sunday service, tune into Sunday service? There is a, a Zoom. I'm going to do Zoom and Facebook Live. If I had another um, iPad or something, I would do Instagram Live too, but I'll just upload it. But um, Facebook Live and Zoom, there's a Zoom link on all of my social media. You can just awesome. go to, yeah. Um, I think and it's on my story we, right now. Yeah, and why should we tune into Sunday service? Because I said so. No. Um, okay. I mean, that's, you know, sometimes it's just like that. It's just because I said so. <laughs> well, because, you know, I think we all in this time need some spiritual food. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And we talk about stuff so candidly. Like, I'm probably going to tell my story about this whole falling apart and, you know, like having to, like, no one was available. So I got on Facebook because I had to get it out. Right. Right. Um, and just we talk about sensitive topics in a safe space. It's safe space. You can come in, you can listen, you can not participate, but we're going to do a meditation. So, you know, we're going to do this meditation with different kinds of music and it can bring up emotions for people. Some exactly. people just need to purge. You know, you can cry, you can laugh, you know. It's a good time. And awesome. with a little and, spiritual healing. And that's the first and third Sundays. Yes. And 11 to 1? 11 to 1. 11 Pacific time. Yeah, well, yeah, that time. You know, I'm, you, I'm just glad I got my memory intact that I can remember that. Baby, hey. let's see. Let's talk about that memory, man. <laughs> yeah, we're going to start wrapping up. Um, Again, yeah. if you, I encourage you to feed into our uh, spiritual practitioners. I encourage you to financially feed into them. Um, Omi Tosin, you can look her up on Venmo and Cash App. Yep. Um, I know under our Instagram and Facebook, we do have our PayPal, but if you can, um, Omitosin, Venmo and Cash App, throw us some, throw us some love, financial love, financial love. Um, you also work with that Brown Girl Cooks. Yes. Um, Wednesdays, Saturdays, mm -hmm. and am I missing a day? No, Wednesdays and Saturdays. Boom. Twelve to six. I'm. Most people know that I will go after Saturdays, and I'm about to come up there and see you anyway. So I'm going to be there. But um, where are you all located at? In case folks don't know. Twenty-eight, twenty-two, MLK Junior Way. Yes, across from the uh, Mount Baker bus rodeo situation. Yes, and cat in corner from Starbucks. MLK and Rainier. Um, please go support that Brown Girl Cooks. Um, you will see Omi there. Um, the food is free. Yes, it is. Donations no are... You can get one to 20 meals if you need them. Donations are encouraged. Yep. Um, again, everything that I've seen you surrounded by is about community and healing, be it food, be it conversations, be it just like... I remember like you came up to me and you was like, you... you you need to talk to me. And I ain't done that yet, but that was really just a crook. Like, you need to talk to me because it was just a lot going on. So, uh. Yeah, you were in the middle of black boys. 
Yeah. I can feel all that. So I, I we gonna have that conversation. Did I just have a little, a little, oh, I did. Yay. I did. That's like rare on this on this program that I cry. Rare. I wanted to, I wanted to not neglect to mention Niles Edge because I do a lot of work with those ladies and they're great. Um, group of healers. Niles Edge is a holistic healing practice run owned and run by black women. Um, and we have Reiki counseling, uh, art healing. Uh, so Sadiqwa Iman and Katrina Sanford yeah. and Ashe are they that we we all you know work in and out of there. And it's such an amazing space. So I didn't want to neglect to mention them because you know they get on my list. <laughs> yeah, and we're definitely going to have Sadiqa on to talk about Niles Edge. Again, like right. this this whole conversation started off as like artists, and then we were just like, wait, there's food artists, there's healing art. There's like so many different things that um, we can't talk to everybody, but we're going to try to talk to as much pe many people as possible. Um, my last question for you, which I love this question, um, especially in the midst of all of this, what is your joy? doing this doing what I'm doing I'm finally like living in my purpose I feel like I'm living in my purpose so doing the Sunday service is a chore and labor of love and um I always they always tell me you never pass the plate I always forget I don't even have my stuff posted so <laughs> I will remember tomorrow but this is you know and then working for that brown girl cook that's my family so right. of course and I get to be with my sons and so my life is good life is good <laughs> That's so beautiful. Um, if people want to get in contact with you directly, um, how can they do that? Omitosin at Gmail. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so y'all heard it. Uh, I'm Danny Terrell with Central Drink Performa for Arts and Ideas. We're talking to Omitosin King. Omi, um, I do love you. I love your energy consistently. I love you back. Um, oh, making me cry. Really? <laughs> we're going to have a cry fest today, you know. You know, um, and again, folks, if you see these folks out here, support the work that they're doing. Um, we cannot get through this without their work. If you think that you can, you are lying to yourself. Um, if you think that $5 won't go a long way, it will for the work that they do. Like, let's just be real. And we know people are out of work and out of jobs and all that other stuff, but our our of energy it's an exchange yeah. of energy because if we're giving our energy i'm it's a taboo for me to give away my energy for free so i don't care if you give me a paper clip five dollars five thousand dollars whatever it's an exchange of energy you gotta look at it that way you get what you pay for exactly <laughs> unless i offer which i do and i do readings by the way so if you want to get a reading right we can do a zoom well, reading yeah yeah I just want people to recognize the work that you all do to keep us grounded and to keep us safe, um, even when we don't know y'all doing the work. We I'm know so that your, yeah, your, your prayers and your talks with ancestors go a long way. I um, Next week, we have Michael May. You have a birthday coming up May 6th? Yeah, on Wednesday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. <laughs> hey. This is the first time I've been excited about my birthday. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> you know, but it's here. I'm and I'm still here to have another one. I won't tell exactly. you. Exactly. Like, but it's here. Yeah. Um, I'm good for maybe, 
Yes, uh, May 5th and 6th for CD4, we have Give Big. Please uh, check that out on our Instagram and, and uh, Facebook. May 9th, we have Mama Muse, the festival happening with Monique Franklin from 4 to 6. So just check us out again, omitosin at gmail.com, omitosin, Cash App, and Venmo. You can also look on our stuff to look at her PayPal, all that stuff. It was so great to talk to you. Um, <laughs> I will see you in a little bit. That's all I have to say. Oh, no, I'll be gone. I'll be gone, but they'll be there. Okay, well, then I won't see you, but just make sure they have my food set aside. I got you. And you said you need how many? Two. Got you. No meat stuff. No meat stuff. No meat. No fish? Bye, everybody. Huh? No fish? No. no. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. If Marlon was here, I would give the fish to him, but I was just like, no, because he'll just sit there. This and I'll be like, what you supposed good. to do with this? Oh. <laughs> I got you. I got you. I love you. Thank you so much. I love I'm you. So Thank honored. you so much for this. I'm so yeah. It's so great to see you and talk to you. You too, baby. Bye. Bye.